Hello and welcome to another episode of Lisa Ann's Backstage Convos. I am here at Sapphire 39 and I am solo because I'm sure you all are very curious about all the things that I have to say about the incident that took place at Radio City on Sunday. I will say one of my followers gave it the greatest name, which is the misadventure. We are calling it a misadventure. It was incredibly jarring. It was a surprise. It was something that as we go through things in life that happen fast, and there's a lot of things, it's hard to piece it together because you're at one time just so shocked something is happening. And at the other side, you're trying to explain that this is not the case, that what I was being removed for and what I actually did were two totally different things. We live in a time with enough technology, whether it be cameras inside of a location, whether it be the data on my phone, whatever it may be, the whole thing is sus. But what I did was I summed it up in a quick solo 35-minute episode of my own podcast. Share my side of the story, which again is just my side. It's just my perspective. And just like the footage that you saw go out through social media was mine as well. I willingly shared that content and was able to have it shared by other news networks for a purpose to share, wow, this was an experience I just had. Seems a little over the top. I'm sharing it with you. Not ideal. First Sunday with no football and I leave my apartment. I mean, I never leave on Sundays. Maybe a bike ride if it's nice out, but I don't really leave. I go to the gym in the morning. I make nice food and I get ready. I get ready to do nothing. But here we are. The week between the season and the Super Bowl, and I'm not going to stay home and watch the Pro Bowl, so I go out. And this happens. And what's most incredible about something like this happening is really the aftermath and the processing of the information. The aftermath of something where people twist things to such a degree, because who would not read every news article's spin on a story about themselves. I mean, sure, eventually you stop, but you are curious, right? You would want to know what was being said. And with each article being so incredibly different, one article saying, oh, she assaulted a police officer, and that's why the greatest part of this whole thing is that I was never arrested. And I knew I wasn't going to be arrested because there was nothing to arrest me for. But as this little game of telephone goes on in our world, that I'm arrested, and everyone is giving a different reason. If you really read those articles and you also understood that I wasn't arrested, you would also see this as the biggest misadventure so far in 2024. The most unexplainable evening out that became so unnecessarily chaotic. And after that, you sit with these thoughts of, okay, now here we are, this is out in social media, I'm reading articles, I've assaulted an officer. No, I didn't, and if I did, then rightfully so, they could have arrested me. I resisted arrest while I wasn't being arrested again. And as you start to read these and read threads on these, you really realize what we're doing here in society. 50, 60 years ago, people got into altercations, they went home and they spoke to their family about it. They went back to work the next day. They were feeling their own way about it, but they were able to process the information without the opinions of the entire world that feels it is their job to decide 
what took place, who's right, wrong, who's awful, this, all of these things. So we're going to flip the page and talk about the aftermath, which is waking up the first day as a public person. People know me as a celebrity, uh, however you would want to say that people follow me. People know about my life. Maybe for yourself, if you were to get into some situation, maybe a DUI, maybe you get arrested for something, most likely the only people, again, that are going to know are your family and friends, maybe your work, but people that will have a face-to-face conversation with you. So I wake up to know that there's a million phone calls I'm going to need to make. There's a ton of incredibly kind messages. And the most important thing for me is to think about the five people that I need to speak to first, to explain to them what took place, to ask them what they advise for me to do. And of course, the most important people on my team all had the same thing to say, like, well, what do you wanna do today? And I'm like, well, really, I just wanna lay in bed. I just wanna watch episodes of Seinfeld. I just wanna take a breather because I think I may have read too many comments and I may have read too many articles and now this is becoming incredibly toxic. And here's where it becomes a real conversation, a conversation about bullying, a conversation about mental health, a conversation about why everyone feels the right thing to do is to add negativity to a situation that's already negative. We see so many celebrities and public figures, and especially coming from the adult industry, I've seen so many of my own peers and colleagues fall down the rabbit hole of dark depression, uh, using, whether it's drinking, whether it's drugs, whatever it may be. And then we lose people. We lose people to overdoses. We lose people to suicides. We've lost people in the industry to suicide over social media bullying, and it's clear as day. But yet everybody wants to do it. Everybody thinks it is their way to be involved in the situation. And then I have to ask myself, none of you would have known had I not shared it with you. So I put something out to the universe and I get the greatest response from all the right people. And another really slighted response from everyone else who's probably bored and would like to have something so exciting happen to them on a Sunday night at 8.30 for a comedy show at Radio City in New York City. So the aftermath to me was getting to my immediates, sharing my side of the story and just deciding, okay, I'm going to take the day off because I have one mark left here. Um, on my arm, which is healing up nicely. I've been doing a lot of hyperbaric treatments and things. My wrists were really sore. Um, And I sat there and I thought about maybe what I could have done better, which would have been, of course, just accept someone putting their face in my face and saying, you have to leave without me being able to stick up for myself. I also sat there and thought about all the things I don't want to do. I just mentioned how this becomes heavy for somebody in the public space, in the public eye, and how it can also turn to something bigger and greater and a deeper depression and more using. And now I'm gonna tell you kind of like my approach. So I broke this down by putting some notes in my phone for us today of the incident, which we've covered, and you can get the full breakdown on my podcast. The aftermath, which is trying not to read too many comments, mapping out, how I move forward and deciding what I want to do. Because of course, again, you're going to be flooded with lawyers and and ambulance chasers and everybody, you should sue, you should do this. I do not wish to continue to live out a situation that was already unpleasant. 
And when you sue, you're going to be reliving this evening, three, five, maybe seven years. And are you dumb enough to sue somebody that has so much more money than you, that's gonna drag you through and just drain you and bleed you financially? None of that matters. What matters is the situation is resolved. I wasn't arrested. It was a shit show. And I shared it with you. The next subject I have here in these five topics is self-preservation. So when I get into any space that's dark, and if you know me and you've read my first book, The Life, my second book, The Life Back, you'll know that I have faced obstacles just like you. We all face obstacles. They're all different. Some people, it's something like this. Some people, it's a health situation. That's awful too. There's so many levels that we all face. But what do we do when we face an obstacle? And how do you put your next day forward? For me, it's about self-preservation. At that time, I know my focus is I'm going to work out harder. I was in the best shape of my life in 2018, and that's because I went to court the whole year of 2016. I was kind of a shut-in, and then all I did was go to the gym. All I did was go to the I didn't drink for two years, not one drop of alcohol. Because at that time, in that space, I knew how dark it was, and I knew a depressant was not going to help me, and I just don't want to go deeper down a spiral. You can know yourself. Know your limits. Know what you should be doing. So I'm going to plan to work out. I'm going to go to cryo every day. I'm going to schedule a massage. I'm going to go to a hyperbaric gym. Mind you, this shit of me going through something bad, the one thing it isn't is cheap. But I'm proud that I've been able to put myself in a place where I can spend this kind of money on myself for just wellness. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to get everything done that just makes me feel good. Because once we go through something icky, we just want to feel better. I laid in bed that first day and I made myself this big pitcher of lemon cucumber water because that's something that I always had at my day spa. It's something that always reminds me of a spa. I made a bunch of herbal tea. I had a tray on my bed. I have all kinds of fruit on this tray. Like I'm going to treat myself like a queen to just help me bounce back and also to keep me from running the risk of deciding that I'm going to troll a troll, that I'm going to comment back to something, that I'm going to get into this battle, which I'm not. It's not worth my time. It's not going to bring me back to the vibration that I'm hoping to reach. So now I've got these days planned out. I also know that I have events coming. So I need to take the, as good a care of myself right now so I can be the best that I can be for the events that I already had planned that are already coming up. I was getting shamed for advertising my events because I use this as a PR thing. If you were already following me, you knew I was already advertising those events. And to know me is to understand I have never ever canceled a show, an event, or anything that was previously advertised for any reason. People are relying on you. They've advertised you to come to their business. They don't give a fuck about your drama, some shit you got into on a Sunday. That's the most important thing to them. And I have empathy for that. So now I'm looking at Monday in bed, planning out my self-preservation, all the amazing things I was going to do until Thursday. And then I'm going to sit with you right here at Sapphire to have this conversation. And then I'm going to get on my weekend and get all of these things going that I already plan to do and be excited about it. Because again, we can't change in the past. I can't let one bad experience change anything about my forward thinking 
And in the sum of it all, I've had a lot more great experiences than misadventures. So with that said, the next step for me is self-preservation. When you see people that are out after work, like happy hour, I always will look at people at happy hour and people are either taking shots or they're drinking heavy. Oh, I had a rough day. I got a drink. That's the absolute worst thing you can do for yourself where you are in a place of contention with either your self, your exterior self, how people are viewing you. No, no, no. Don't add to the element. Spoil yourself. Take extra long showers. Eat your favorite food. Do all the things that make you feel good. That is what I do. That is how I balance out self-preservation. As we go through things that we're challenged by in life, Remember the saying, it's 10% of what happens to you and 90% about how you respond to it. So that is something that I keep in great consideration, thinking about that. The next subject I have is resurfacing. So you have to imagine that as you know who I am, a lot of people know who I am. I'm living in a city with no car. I've got to run errands and do things. And I did have some things on my schedule that I wasn't going to Miss, I had book orders to fill. I knew my first thing was going to be going out to the post office. I know that everybody knows this happened. On my walk to the post office, I see my door guy that I always chat with. He gives me a kind of subtle nod, not the normal exciting nod, but it was a warm, loving nod. Like, I'm sorry. I go into the post office, I see my girl, she does the same. Now I realize, okay, this is when people in the public eye can get really tested. Do you want to bury your head in the sand and not face people? Do you want to have conversations if people ask you about it? Because the most important thing I considered was, no, I am going to do absolutely everything I normally do. And the people that see me on the regular, cryotherapy, hyperbaric chamber, you know, all the places and things that I visit. I went to tan the other day. Like all the things that I do, I wanted all of my people to see that I'm operating at full normalcy. I'm good. I'm still doing my stuff. We don't need to have a conversation. At my building, there've been a lot of jokes cracked by my neighbors that I'm such a threat to society and they could not believe this was happening. And now I know that absolutely everybody follows me on Instagram and Twitter. So. But for the most part, it's been uh, at moments awkward, a little embarrassing, a lot of emotions, a little weird, but what am I going to do? Prolong the magic? No, I'm going to go and make sure that I'm face-to-face -face with everybody I need to be face-to-face -face with and show everyone that like, shit is going to happen. And when it does, take a little time to recharge. Resurface. I'm going to go back on social media. This doesn't have to be my only narrative. This is the only thing I'm talking about. And by day two, I realized, you know, there's no reason to have that video on my wall. I'm just going to put it over my reels. You could rearrange things on IG. Do a little rearranging. Don't even know how long I'll keep the video there. But I will say this, a lot of people watched it, a lot of people shared it, and a lot of people had more things to say on the outside. People on my inside, people reached out to me that I haven't seen in years. I got so many incredible messages directly to my phone, emails, direct messages from people I follow, kindness. Internet, not so graceful. So what's the choice here? People just want to be mean and then at the same time, they want to have some sort of regret when a celebrity overdoses or somebody commits suicide, when you can go down the trail of their own social media and see everybody that decided it was really important to add in a next level of toxic 
to a comment because that's what we do because everyone thinks they're anonymous behind their keyboard, but you're not. And if your people in your world aren't judging you for messages, I've called friends and said, delete that tweet. You're going to regret that in like an hour. If your friends aren't looking out for you to make sure that you're not hurting yourself and your future and the people around you, your teenagers want to one day find you on, on, on social media and find out the things you say to other people. No, you're not anonymous. You're there. You're seen and you want to be seen. And you want to be seen as someone who enjoys the demise of others. There's a scene in the Sex and the City movie, the first one, after Sarah Jessica Parker gets stood up at the New York Public Library. Uh, Mr. Big doesn't show up for the wedding. And then there's that scene. And a little bit later, her and Miranda are shopping for Halloween costumes. This kid runs up and screams. And Carrie says, oh, it's going to take a lot more than that to scare me at this point. That scene sticks with me so much because of the levels of things I've already been through and the ability to be like, yeah, it's going to take a lot more than that. I always revisit back to there. So resurfacing is a very important part. Don't hide from the people that see you regularly because guess what? They know you. They know who you are. They know the person you are. They love you for the person that you are. They've seen you consistently. They're not judging you. You're allowing the voices from the people that you don't even know that are anonymous in their mind, but you know they're not. You're allowing that to suffocate you and you're allowing that to keep you hidden in, which is only gonna be more toxic. And ideally it was so sunny this week too, so made it really special. And the very last one I have here, drawing the line in the sand. This is where it comes to be the fun part of whenever you go some, through something that it brings out the haters. And it brings out haters that sometimes are part of a group that you work with where not everyone hates you. Actually, everyone really likes you, but there's that one person that doesn't. They've been waiting for the opportunity, but they have you blocked on social media. So today has been the drawing the line in the sand because people who think because you have me blocked, someone on my team isn't screen grabbing that interaction and sending it to me. Today, a 10-year radio station relationship that I've had ended over somebody from the show deciding that they were going to chime in under Barstool's post and add a bunch of nasty shit about me. And when one of my friends saw that, they commented and started a conversation and this person could justify it. So over a situation that this person was not involved in, they went and erased a 10-year relationship of me going to their city for free to host a charity golf event, to do a Friday spot on their show every week during fantasy football season because they couldn't resist being petty. And they couldn't resist adding to the levels of toxic that was already surrounding the situation. These situations fine-tune me, and that's what people should realize. These situations make me better. They make me remove things from my life that don't belong there because, you know, the cream always surfaces to the top. And these people that can't resist the moment where they can just pile on and think that I'm not going to see it. So this isn't the only. There's quite a few others that I am one by one sending them the screenshot with a message after that says, this is where our relationship ends. I understand that people feel better judging others and adding in commentary, 
But if you don't understand the full story, if you weren't present in the situation, if you aren't really clear on the details, then it's probably best you don't. And if we want to live in a world where people can feel confident about sharing their good and the bad in their life without being judged, because otherwise we're just really creating social media. We're curating what we think we want you to think our life is like. It's perfect. And as perfect as it is, we want you to be envious of it. And that's what you'd prefer we curate because that seems a bit unrealistic. And I think it is important to show things that aren't as glamorous, that didn't work out as perfect, and that weren't awesome. But when those things are surfaced, that is not the opportunity to jump on and decide now's my chance to just show the side of how I feel about this. So when you're faced with something, ask yourself these five things and find out how you can kind of put them into your space. What do you love to do? Do you like to go to the movie theater? You know, is that your thing? These are going to be the five things you think about the incident. What was it? How did it go down? How could it have been better? Uh, how are you going to process it? How are you going to move on? The aftermath. What are you feeling? What are you seeing? What are you reading? That's when you should really be finding the things that you love, connecting with your friends, the people that truly love you and support you and sharing your side of the story, inventing and moving on. Self-preservation. You're not going to go out there and drink. You're not going to go out there and use drugs. You are going to do all the things that make you feel your best, the things that make you the happiest, whether it's I'm lucky enough to have a neighbor's dog that I love. I get to see Archie. Little things like this make big differences in you not making a bad situation and me not making a bad situation worse. This is how I handle it. My suggestions to you. Next thing about resurfacing, how are you going to go out, visit your friends, get back to work, do those things? You are going to face it head on because one day of your life does not determine the rest of your life. One day does not change the level that you're choosing to live. And one day does not erase what you've built with the people that get to see you. So resurface. And last, don't be afraid to draw the line in the sand. If you see people that you weren't sure, that you were on the fence, is this person my friend? Does this person like me? And then you find posts, cut them out of your life. You can grow more when you have positive energy than toxic energy. So sometimes these are life's lessons that are presented to us to make our life better. And no doubt, I like to call these the best, worst situations that happen to us. I can't wait to read the comments under this, and I want to hear yours. I'm going to be in the chat right there on YouTube, making sure I can interact. If you had a situation in your life or you're going through something and you want to talk about it, or you want me to remind you how I go through those steps, let's start a conversation here about how we can do better about not making somebody's worst day our best day little bit different of a vibe. We'll be having fun again with a performer coming in to feature at one of the Sapphire locations. Don't forget three locations in New York City. You've got Times Square, 39th and 60th. And if you are in Viva Las Vegas, which why wouldn't you be? Everybody goes every year. Sapphire out there. Absolutely amazing. Thank you all for being here. Share this episode with your friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lisa Ann's Backstage Convos. 